As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Yaoi Reddit. I'm one of your hosts, Maggie. And I'm your other host, Laura. And this is the podcast where two best friends read some of the worst book series from our youth. I think they're all pretty great. Really Private by Kate Bryan is really holding up for you? <laughs> no, no. This podcast has made me realize more than ever that the early 2000s are just so problematic. I will say, though, the energy of, like... The period of time where we lived in when you didn't know what an author's face was and they could just, like, sit in the back of a crowd undetected. Romantic. Like, the pretty little liars. Like, I I could not tell you what Kate Bryan looks like. Oh, absolutely not. I have no idea what she looks like. It's like indie sleaze books, and I loved feeling more important than I was at 13 reading them. Um, yeah, that's true. But also, comparatively this to when we did The Click... The stakes are so much higher, and I think that's what makes it fun. Yeah, that is true. A problem, problems aside. It is. It does suck, because I will be like, God, this book sucks. This book's so bad. And then the last 50 pages, I'm like, I need to read the next yeah, one now. Like, it's absolute trash, and I am just gobbling them up, and I read these books so fast. This one is the best example of one of the worst books oh I've gosh. read in this series, but in the past, in the last 10 pages, I yeah. need to read the next one oh, once we are done Exactly. Recording. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm immediately going to pick up the next book. We are at book 10, meaning that there's four books left in this series. Wow. And I, one, proud of us. I, I feel like we've been flying through this series. It's really fun to read. It's really fun. I'm having a great time. I, I love talking about them with you. But also, I have no fucking clue how this book series is going to end. No. And I'm almost positive we're not going to see her senior year of high school with the pacing of how these books have been going. I wonder if it'll be kind of like Harry Potter, where they did a epilogue flash forward. Because I, I do want to know where she goes to college. Right, like, I would love to know that. But here's the thing. we This book is the second week at St. Bart's. So yeah. we haven't even gotten to spring semester of our junior year. No, no, we haven't. Yeah, and, like, the other four books were literally, like, the two months before winter break. So it's, like, the timing is weird. I don't know how far we're going to get in Reed's Easton Academy life. Because she's a junior right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know how this book's going to end. Yeah. I don't know if she's going to fuck anybody else. Ugh. But I digress. We should start talking about suspicion. Let's do it. Book so 10. In book 9, Paradise Lost, we... <laughs> Why did we have an ending for you? We did have an ending. They have a casino night. Yeah. All of the... It's intro- fun. All uh. the new players that you met in the last book were there. And it ends with Reed getting pushed off a boat. And that's it. 
She gets pushed off a boat. And so we open up where, you guessed it, Reed's in the ocean. She's in the fucking ocean. Or is it the Caribbean Sea? Or those, is that not I, an ocean? I, what? I think they're different. I think there's only one ocean because water is touching its... It's, I was about to say Maybe. each other. I don't know. I'm really bad at bodies of water, and I should brush up on my geography. But anyway, Reed's in the fucking body of water in her freaking pretty-ass dress. Yes. And honestly, reading it, I was terrified for her. I was like, this is horrifying. This would be my worst nightmare because she's just watching this boat disappear. Yes. And I'm like, that's horrifying. And it's not like she's got a sandbar nearby to stand on. No, no. she's just she's, wading water. She, there's no land in sight. And she's got, like, a 20-pound dress on. Yeah. Yeah. And so she, she's smart. She takes it off. And so she, now she's just a little naked girl in her she's little skimpy underwear. Uh, she kind of starts hallucinating as she's trying to stay above. She yeah. does start thinking about Josh. And in my head, I was like, damn, we really have not been thinking about Josh a ton lately. And I'm mad that we're bringing him up again. I know. That's a that's an entirely separate universe, Reed. You are yeah. on St. Bart's. You, you are enjoying your Christmas just break. just boned Upton. Who's significantly hotter. Exactly. He... And nicer. Is so nice. So nice, so hot. Hasn't yelled at you once yet. No, he's been very understanding and likes your friends. So Reed is out there floating. She's been waiting water for like three hours hallucinating and she's starting to go under. Yeah, and she's just kind of like, this is how I go. I'm at peace with it. But then someone grabs her and throws her on a boat. We find out it was Sawyer who like dove in to rescue her. Yep, Sawyer gets her and then takes her back to land or wherever, and then they're in the hospital. Hospital, it's big hospital hours. And they give her an IV. Yes. Which is weird. I don't know, because I feel like there would be a lot of water in her lungs. Yeah. An IV is usually for dehydration. Wouldn't you need a reverse IV to suck it all out? Something like that. (laughs) And this a sucky a, IV? A, a, a suck V. A suck V. Yeah. I was also going to try to combine the words. I'm happy you did. <laughs> but, the, yeah, this entire book, I just, I don't think Kate under, O'Brien, uh, not Kate O'Brien, Kate Bryan understands how injuries work. No, and you know what else I love? While I was reading this, I asked my Google Home, uh, how long before you drowned? And it's four hours waiting yeah. water. So she was, like, close yeah. to it. And then... Putting that right next to how she acts afterwards, which is just, so I'm strong, I'm fine, I'm good, I can do it, I can stand. I was like, yeah, you're an hour asleep. away. She'd literally be asleep. Not only an hour away, she was in there three and a half hours, according to her and Sawyer, when, guys, get this, police come in to interview her, and they just gaslight the fuck out of her. Yeah, she's like, someone pushed me, and they're like, it's okay if you're doing this for attention. Attention. I know. You had the entire St. Bart's Police Department worried about you. Yeah, and I'm just like, okay, a cab. like, what the fuck? I know. I do love how this is uh, anti-police propaganda, despite the fact that it is so pro-capitalist. And the that's two can exist a beautiful, in the world. a beautiful crossing to be in between. This book is the one percent realizing that the police, a yeah. police state, doesn't work for anyone. And I will stand by this. In this essay, I will. This is the Communist Manifesto. That's so funny. But yeah, the cops don't believe her, and finally, Mr. Lang comes in, and he's like, "If she said she was pushed, she was fucking pushed. What the fuck is wrong with you?" And they're like, "Oh, geez, ooh, sorry, ooh, Mr. Lang." Um, and then she's immediately already out of the hospital. She was not even there for a full day. No. She would be there for weeks, probably. Yeah. Or at least a week. 
you your muscles would have to prop you would probably also have to do a lot of physical therapy like where they they help you walk up and down the hall to regain your strength, strength. I would yeah think. i would assume because she probably has a lot of water in her lungs yes and was freezing out there but hey rita's but a different about back bitch is that's what we call her rita doesn't like the other girls she can just she's a superwoman i guess she's so. a superwoman <laughs> Um, but then, like, yeah, and this entire thing, we're kind of, it really, this last book, and especially this book, it really keeps alluding to, like, her and Sawyer possibly being a thing. Yeah. But, like, it's just, they don't really flirt at all. No, they just seem like really good friends. And also, it seems more of, on Reed's end, a pity friendship. Yeah. Because Sawyer doesn't talk. Wow, he doesn't have any friends. I'd be his friend. I don't know. Do you actually like him, or do you feel bad for him? I think it's the latter. I think it's the latter. I think it's the latter. But then we find out, you know, she's still mad at Upton for kind of, you know, traipsing off into the night to go apologize to Poppy. Yes. And Reed, at this point, she just wants off this fucking island. And she's convinced that one of Upton's exes is the person who pushed her and are trying to kill her. And Noelle and Upton just laugh (laughs) at this fact. They're like, we have been with these people since birth. There is no one of our friends who is capable of this. And then she's like, okay, cool, I'm leaving anyway. Bye. And they're like, what do you mean you're leaving? You're leaving? And Mr. Link's like, I don't have the private jet. Is that okay? You might have to fly economy. And Reed's like, that's fine. I'm poor. And then they're like, no, No, stay. Upton's like, you can't fly code. Yeah, you can't do a connecting flight. That's crazy. It's so ridiculous. And I'm just like, bitch, leave. Get the fuck out. Someone is trying to kill you. Leave. But Reed's like, fine, okay. I guess I will wait for a private jet. Yeah, so they decide. She's like, okay, I'm going to stay one more day. And both him and Noir are like, we will just lay low. We'll just have a relaxing, chill day. Yeah. We won't hang with anyone else. Yeah, and Sawyer comes finds her early in the morning. Yes. Uh, He is like 7 a.m. brunch. Yeah. And they meet at Shutters, and... Right? That's this time? Yeah, that's this time. And they, this is when we learn all about his sister, which was not really touched on at all in the last book. Yes. Um, we found out his sister, Jen, committed suicide. But another really important fact that is going to be completely dropped, Jen and Upton hooked up pre before she killed herself. Yeah, which is, like, interesting. And Sawyer but, is so protective over Reed because... Because he like because he watched Upton hurt his sister and reminds Reed reminds him, him of, of his sister. sister, which is so romantic to say. You remind me of my dead right? sister. Isn't that so funny? That's so cute. How is she gonna fuck him um, if she reminds him of his dead sister? I, I don't know. Too many pronouns in that sentence. Too, too much. Too much. But yeah, this entire thing it kind of starts to make sense why Sawyer acts the way he does. Because I spent all of last book and the intro of this book just being like, this is just a weird antisocial kid. Yeah. But now we find out, like, oh, he's grieving. Yeah, and also he really misses his sister because he never really fit into these group of very popular sort of vapid people. And Jen would always be a bridge between making him feel, like, wanted yeah, in that friend group. Yeah, which so, is so, like, nice. We I miss feel, Jen. Yeah, we miss Jen. But then he's like, okay, Reed, I'm going to tell you something sus. Paige and Daniel were kind of like MIA during the time when you were being pushed off the boat. Mm-hmm. And they only came back after we found out you were missing. So I don't know what that's saying, but yeah. something seems off here. Yeah. But then Mr. Ryan immediately squashes this and he's like, don't worry, everybody. Marquis, the server we all know and love here, we found the Reed's necklace with him and it's his fault. Yeah, Reed, he's arrested. Reed is going a little crazy, and they are at lunch at Shutters at a different time from breakfast because remember, yeah. 
Shudders exists in its own time zone. Hey. In its own... It's always Shudders o'clock in this book. Shudders is that fourth planet black hole on Interstellar where yeah. Matthew McConaughey just has to talk to his daughter through books. Damn. And time, time stands still. Damn. That's beautiful. I kind of thought it was. I um, was really painting something there. But yeah, and this feels like a setup when I'm reading it. I'm like, this doesn't seem right. No, yeah. She yells at Sienna, Paige, and Poppy at No Time Zone Shudders, and I did not buy that it was Marquis the Waiter. No. Um, but then Upton apologizes to Reed because he's like, oh, I was talking to Mrs. Ryan after she walked in on us. Not Poppy like you thought. Yes. He was like, I was just talking to Mrs. Ryan down on my two little leg knees like a doggy being like, oh, please don't tell my parents I have sex. Yeah, exactly. Please, please, please don't. Um, also, he's boning everyone. They would know at this point. Exactly. Like, bitch, we know you're boning. He probably fucked his mom. Ew. <laughs> I don't know. No, he's not. He's, like, I I could picture Daniel fucking his mom. Yeah, that's But fair. Upton, Maggie. No, I know. I just want to Maggie. say. Maggie. I just want to Stop say words. To stir the pot here. I just want to say words You're to so say words. You're so naughty. I know. Um, but, yeah, and then also, uh, here's the next plot line. And I just wrote, oh, no, when I saw this in the book. Kieran's like, we should throw a party on New Year's Eve to celebrate Reed being alive and Sawyer for rescuing her. And I'm like, no. No parties. Someone literally just died, almost. No parties. Have we not learned that Reed doesn't like parties? She doesn't like water. She doesn't, she probably, at some point, if we keep throwing these parties, she's going to not like existing. Yeah. And then they really can kill her. Damn. She's going to be like, I'm done with she's it. She's going to be like, I'm no done. Um, but then, you know, we fast forward that night. They're going to a fancy dinner at this hotel. Yes. Reed sees Upton and Poppy fighting. Um, and she kind of interjects being like, hi, what's going on? And Poppy's mad because Upton says that he is not going to go to this fundraiser with her in London. And Reed's like, what? And he's like, I backed out because you're the only person I want to be with. Yeah. And so they kind of agree to be exclusive. Yeah. Hot. That's hot. He asks to be her long distance boyfriend, which is dramatic as fuck. And hot though. Like a little bit hot. I guess. But, but like in, in reality, like. Very, very draining uh, to be in a long-distance relationship. But in this book, I'm, like, pretty hot that he's doing that. Long-distance relationship at 16, two different time zones, two different countries. That sounds so tiring. Absolutely not. But, like, in the moment, I'm, like, kind of hot of him. Honestly, I really did have enough energy in high school that maybe I could have been able to keep up with it probably only then yeah as an adult no but also yeah. i would have been i would have been really horny and i wanted to hook up with other i don't think you would have just gotten a flight flight there flight back with all my money um but then reed has a big change of tune here because she's like well i don't know if i want to be in a long distance relationship because like what do i want to be all celibate and alone and i'm like literally yes that's literally all she wants to do she never wants to bone yes yeah she's now now she's like well, I don't want to be celibate. I want to be able to have sex. And I'm like, girl, no, you don't. No, you don't. You You never. You dated Josh for a year and you- Over a year. You didn't even let him see you naked. Yeah. Come on. I'm like, you're still not even like fucking Upton. Like, disappointing. Whatever. Upton is hanging out with Reed because like he said, he's promising her a day between them, a calm day, the next day out sailing. Um, but they anchor the boat because Reed still feels some kind of way about the ocean. She's like, I, wa- I was waiting why water would, here. Why would he take her on a boat for a chill day? I have no idea. I love Upton, but like, dude, read a room. He cannot read social cues. It happens later on too. Where he, oh shoot, I shouldn't have put you on a boat alone. Like, 
It's so funny. And it's like, literally, she just got pushed off of a boat. My idea of a chill day is like, we're going to cuddle in bed and we're going to binge watch an old season of MTV's The Challenge. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Watch but your comfort why show. Why are you taking her on a boat? Like, no. They almost fuck, though. It's because, yes. And this is another instance where Upton cannot read a room because they almost fuck. And Upton's like, oh, are you weird about it because you're a virgin? She's like, no, this would be my second time. And he has the best answer. I was laughing so hard because she's like, I'm just nervous I won't be good. I'm nervous that since you've had sex with so many people, I'm not going to measure up. And Upton just laughs and goes, we've all been there. (laughs) Such a thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, Upton being a little douchebag. But he meant it well. Like He did. He meant it kind of like as a, well, we all have to start somewhere. I thought that was so funny. But it was funny. just like, but not the thing to say. That is not reassuring at all. I would want to be like, I would want someone to be like, oh, you're, I promise you'll be fine. Also, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, and I he was just you. like, hey, we've all been there. I don't care if you suck. And then after that, he also proceeds to be like, let me tell you about my first time losing and, my virginity. And, and in my head, I picture it, he, him going, let me tell you about my first time. And she goes, no, that's real. And he goes, so it was so a Wednesday. <laughs> he just completely steamrolls into it. Yeah, because she clearly does not want to hear and it. And he's like, I was with an older woman and she kept a necklace on the whole time and it kept hitting me in the face. Yeah. Which says a lot graphically because that means this woman was on top of him the whole time. I know. Ser- yeah. I didn't even think of that. That's true. Yeah. But her clunky necklace kept hitting him in the face. And then he had like all these marks on his face and he had to tell his parents that he was attacked by a cat. Embarrassing. And he's like, ha ha. Anyways, what about you? And she's like, well, I fucked a guy and then he died. So yeah, I'm not like too keen on having sex. And he's like, oh my God, I forgot. Just like he forgot about the boat. Yeah. Just like he forgot. Um, But then they kind of, this comes full circle and they agree to that they are dating. She's the disease from It Follows. Oh, she really is. They agree that they're dating now after they don't bone again. But they say, we're going to bone tomorrow on New Year's Eve. Yes, they're going to do it after Kieran's New Year's Eve party. Hot, romantic. And Upton's like, I'll make it special. Yeah. Cute, cute, cute. Um, And then we're in a situation with the Ryans again. Yeah, yeah. Reed, her friend's... Dude, her friends and these cops both love gaslighting her. I love that they do that to her. Because she finally tells her friends that she thinks Paige and Daniel went missing the night she was pushed, and Noel and Kieran are like, no, no, no. And Taylor's like, actually, that might make sense. I saw them leave the craps table. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then don't they say something about Mrs. Ryan, like, being obsessed with Upton? Oh. Do they? Do they? I imagine that. I'm not sure. And because in my head, something about this exchange made me think that Mrs. Ryan was Upton's first time. Which one? This one one where they're like, kind of like, oh, that's weird that like Paige and Daniel, but you're being suspicious. Something about they were saying something. I don't remember. Well, I know after this is when like Daniel and Upton are fighting. Yeah. Maybe that was it. Upton got expensive wine gifted. Oh, it was the wine thing. Yes. That's when I was like, I really feel like Mrs. Uh, Ryan might have been Upton's first time. Because she's like, it's, I gave him this really expensive bottle of wine. It's fine. They always did have a very weird relationship. relationship. Yeah, definitely. But then Daniel gets mad at Upton again. Punches him again. Punches him again. And uh, Upton, hot and sexy, just doesn't move. No, he's he like. takes it like a man. Your mother gave me this expensive wine, you little baby yeah. bitch boy. Yeah, but then Kieran. And then Daniel shits his diaper. 
his little baby diaper. That was my favorite chapter. And then Kieran uninvites uh, the Ryans to the party because Kieran's like, I don't like your guys' vibe. It's negative. It's negative. It's a negative for me. You guys aren't invited. And then Noelle is like, maybe you guys can stop being whiny bitches in the new year. Yeah. That was fun. That'd be a good New Year's resolution. And then they turn on their heels. They say, bye, Paige, Sienna, Poppy, See you never. Exactly. TTYL. TTYL. And then, you know, the uh, Billings girls are all kind of plotting. Who's going to kiss who on New Year's Eve? Yeah, they're pre-gaming. They're matching. They're doing little matchmaker. Ooh, so cute. And the New Year's Eve party sounds fucking dope. They go to, like, a little private island. Yeah, they boat there. They boat there. It's There's cute. a rocky ledge, a bonfire on the beach. There's dancers. A DJ. And we also find out that Upton at some point is going to leave the party to go back to the main island. To set up for their sexy time. Yes, he's going but, to leave an hour early. And that sounds weird to me. Something about that just says bad vibes to me. Yeah, I kind of thought it was a little sus. I don't think you have to go, like, why not set it up during the day? Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's all you, well, why would you leave the party? But they dance for a bit. Then Reed is like, hey, wait, actually, since this is a party celebrating Sawyer, my savior, let me make a quick little speech. Yeah. Thank him. And she does. And Sawyer's like, oh my God, Reed, you're embarrassing me. And she's like, LOL, I promise I'll LOL. never do this again. But afterwards, all the girls, crazy and wacky that they are, they're all headed to the hot tub because there's also a plunge pool here. Yeah. Cool. Hell yeah. And they all take off their clothes. They're like, we're going in our undies. Yeah. And Upton's like, I know you're modest and prude, Reed. Here's a blue t shirt for you to wear. I don't know if this is what they give you back in Amish land. Yeah. But here's your t shirt. I don't know if this will be good enough for you, but please <laughs> let it. Suffice. I don't have one that covers your knees. Yeah. And she's like, wow, thank you. Yeah, and then he <laughs> disappears, and she goes and, like, hangs out with her friends. She's not drinking, because she's like, I just want to be as present as possible. Gay. In the most derogatory sense. <laughs> well, who doesn't? Why? Who wants to be present as possible for their first time fucking someone? I mean, I guess lots of people. Okay, that's fair. That's me thing. I get too nervous. I'm like, that's fucked up. You want to be sober during sex? What the fuck? And that's a you thing. I know, that's for sure. So she spends some time in the hot tub with her pals, and oh no, she remembers that the boat's coming at 11pm. It's almost 11pm So she traipses down and everyone's like cheering like, Reed's gonna go fuck someone! Yeah, they get the wave going. They get the YMCA plan. They do see the Daniel's boat hiding out on one of the cliffs though, and so they're like, little little party crashers i know they're what just the fuck? the rejects are just watching them from a different it's boat so party. sad um but yeah and then reed goes into this boat and this boat person just like whisks her off and in my head i'm immediately like why are they letting reed on a boat alone um, i don't the know trauma there upton should have if he was gonna leave during the party go set this up he should have come back and picked her up yes absolutely yeah but um, these people don't learn, and Reed suffers the consequences. Oh, they really do. Because on this boat, uh, they someone puts a blindfold and a gag on and, her. Yeah, and then she gets, like, thrown down to, like, the lower deck of the boat. And yeah, she, she hits her head. She hears her murder plot, essentially. Yeah, she bangs her knee up, and they're just like, where are we going to dump the body? Yeah, which, honestly, horrifying. And she is freaking out. Rightfully so. They pull up to this little island, and... God, poor girl can't catch a break because yeah. they're holding a gun to her head again. And then she, you know, acting fast, freaking out. She's like, my boyfriend is a billionaire. He will he will pay you more than whatever this person is paying you. Confidence. And then she That's never brave. says, like, I don't think she says my boyfriend. No, she says. She uh, says I have a rich boyfriend. Yeah, but she. Upton. She, yeah, she says his name is Upton. And then they're like, they go off and talk. And they're like, okay, we're, we're going to go find your boyfriend. 
Which is weird because then it automatically means these people who were hired know who Upton is and know where to find him. Yeah, I don't think he said his last name. No, sus as fuck. Also, that's a lot of confidence to have yeah. in someone that you've known for five days. Then they will pay millions of dollars for your life. I get stressed out if a friend pays for, like, my subway. Yeah. I'm going to ask my boyfriend of five days to, to pay save my life. for my life. Absolutely not. Um, you can't catch my Midwest charm doing anything so controversial. I would be like, well, I guess I had a good run. I hope people, <laughs> I hope people miss me. I don't want to ask for help. I, I feel just really bad. I'm sure they paid a really good price to get me killed. Um, exactly. Exactly. I'm like, I don't want to be an inconvenience. They went to all this trouble. Like, why should I? That's Iowa Who strong, baby. That's Midwest strong. Let's that is. That's Ohio strong, too. Young and um, restless. But then these, you know, these little murderers, there's two of them. They just leave. They leave her there. Yeah, since they've heard that her billionaire boyfriend will pay double or whatever she promised them, they just toss her on an island to survive for God knows how long. Yeah, and the first, like, thing she does is cut herself free. Yes, she uses barnacles nearby to just rub her arms up and down on it for, like, two hours. So her poor little elbow, her poor little arms they're all scuffed up. They're all scuffed up. up, and then she has a dream with all of her boys in it, which I thought was weird. Yes. First, the boat people threw her clutch over, so she looks for her phone like a dumbass. Yeah. I would, too, honestly. And then the weird, and then the weird hallucination. Yeah. She has a weird hallucination with her boys, um, and then the next, there's Josh and Thomas and Upton all there. She's She's standing on a boat leg. She's catching stars. It's weird. It's not important. I thought maybe it was going to, like, mean more, and then it just, as I finished the book, it didn't mean anything. She finds a piece of wood to... This is the only time we know how time flies in this book because she's keeping track on this piece of wood of how many days she's on this island. And boy, is it a lot. Yeah, she, you know, one day she explores the island, but, you know, she's there for, like, five days. And it's just... And she's just losing it the whole yes. time. She's there at three days. She still hasn't had water, which, again, I looked it up. At three days without water, you would be dead. Yeah. So she should have been dead by she now. She should have been dead, but... In, in, to be fair, she's in bad shape. She's in bad shape. And then she somehow makes it to day five. Yes. And and then at day six, she has a hallucination of Thomas. Showing up. And I'm like, okay, she's dying. Yeah. She's going to die. Thomas is going to take her with her. But then, like, the hallucination leads her to, like, a bottle of water. I laughed out loud. Someone dumped on this island that they were visiting. It's a full Evian bottle of water. Are you... How Also, how big is this island that you didn't find this before? I imagine this island very small. I imagine it, like... The part she's on is small, but then you can go back and there's a ton of stuff. She also finds a tree with apples, and she goes to take a bite of one, and then this is where it comes back. She remembers. She remembers. This is the poison tree that Mrs. Ryan has in her fucking uh, garden. So she's like, oh, I gotta go wash my hands. Yeah, and so she does that, but then she's like, I'm gonna steal a bunch of these apples for when these guys come back. I'm gonna throw them at them. Which is pretty narcissistic. You really think they're coming back for you? But they do. Can she be so self-centered? Uh, but they do. But, but they also, do. I want to gaslight Reed, too. That's what everyone seems like uh, they're having fun gaslighting her. And you will have a blast, I can tell. Put me in the book. Put me in the ring. Hey, Maggie, on page one, one, 142. <laughs> and then jumps out at the next page. Um, But, you know, page 147. Murderers come back. We find out Upton isn't paying. No, they didn't pay. He went to the police. police instead. And she's like, but wait. How do you know he went to the police? And they go, we are the police. Ha-ha. And I thought this was a good twist. 
the cop they are the cops from earlier who the, gaslighted her. And I thought that was a good twist. I'll be honest. I was like, I probably wouldn't have guessed that. Anti-cop propaganda. We are here once again. All cops are bastards. Even in a pro-capitalist um, world. She throws an apple at one of them, and he does eat it, and then he does pass out. <laughs> yes, because it is poison. And then we he drops the gun, the one with the poisonous apple, and the other one goes to get it, and she hits him over the head with Yeah, and she just runs to the boat and realizes, uh-oh, there's no keys here. Yeah, and this is fucking wild. So the other one is not dead. He grabs the gun and just starts shooting, shooting at and her. And she's, like, under the water trying to dodge bullets. I had no idea what was happening. How many bullets are in this gun was my big question. I assume she was swimming under the boat to shield herself from him shooting at her. Yeah, that's how I thought, too. And then someone pulls her to the surface and it's Upton. This was yeah. all crazy. This was so weird. And then... The, I thought it was a dream. And he's with good cops. Yes. And they arrest the bad cops. They arrest the bad cops and you're like, this, it can't get any more ridiculous. Nope, he pulls her into a fucking helicopter. Yep, and then he tells her that they think Poppy did it. Yes. They get her an IV and they're like, we're gonna take you to a hospital. They found a disposable cell phone in Poppy's bag. And yeah. it's, it's, all the calls were to the same number. It all yeah. checks out. Yeah, and he's like, we have to go back to the Ryans though because that's the only helicopter pad in the, the entire village. And she's like, I do not trust the Ryans. And he goes, hey, we can trust the Ryans, babe. It's okay. She's flying. She sees her dead boyfriend, Thomas, standing on the island. She waves him a goodbye. That was, oh God, the whole Thomas saving yeah. her on the island, hallucinating, that was a It just wide. made me think that, the, like, I think Kate Ryan really wanted this to be a TV show so that way, like, the guy actor playing Thomas could have, like, a comeback in season two. Honestly, yeah, it does read like a soap opera. It, it really reads like a teen drama. And they hook her up to an IV in the airplane. Yeah. Um, they got to return the Ryan's helicopter back to the Ryans because Reed's not going to the hospital. She said, no, 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 I don't want to run into those cops at the hospital. Yeah, and they're like, well, we're going to do, like, a private, um, like, private care. Yes, and all of her friends are on their way. <laughs> they're still at a party. They're at a fundraiser. They're... Everyone's at a fundraiser. And then Mrs. Ryan comes up being like, well, um, the ambulance taking you to uh, Mrs. Mr. Langes is 45 minutes late. Yes, and she's also like, Upton, by the way, the police want to ask you about Poppy, which, I mean, makes sense. They, it, it's weird, though, but then it's like, he's like, well, I guess I'll go do that um, uh, if you don't mind reading. She goes, no, I'll be alone here. And it's like, don't leave her alone. Don't leave her. No one's going to learn ever. But Ryan or Mrs. Ryan is like, okay, um, Reed, you can go get ready for bath time in my closet. I'll go get you some yummy snacks. And it's weird that she's being nice to her. But honestly, I didn't see anything wrong. I was like, oh, well, mom, taking care of me. This uh, feels nice and comfortable. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like Mrs. Ryan. I thought something was up. But then Reed is, you know, chilling in her big old closet. Big old closet. And then she starts to smell something familiar. Yes, she is trying out some perfume, and she realizes it's the same smell as the one she smelled before she was pushed off the boat. And then she sifts through Mrs. Ryan's closet and finds the sweatshirt that the person was wearing when she was pushed off the boat, and she goes, oh shit, Mrs. Ryan is the one who pushed me. Yes, Mrs. Ryan comes back, and Reed is putting it all together in her little brain. And Mrs. Ryan's holding a, a, a tray of grapes, cheese, and cut up poison apples. yes. It doesn't also help her case that she is wearing the necklace that Upton described. Yeah, when the woman they bombed, wearing. Yeah, when he and lost that's when we Mrs. Ryan fucked Upton. Yes, Reed confronts her. She's like, "It was you." And Mrs. Ryan's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." 
And yes. then Mrs. Ryan basically says, like, don't worry. Uh, now that it's just us two, I'm going to either make sure you drown or eat one of these apples, and no one's going to think anything of it. Yeah, she says you could have easily died from, like, heat stroke or a heart attack, but wouldn't the coroner be able to tell, like, if she was strangled or drowned? Oh, absolutely, tub? yeah. Not it's, sure her logic. Mrs. Ryan is insane, is what we learn, but, um, you know, they have a little scuffle. Yes. And Sawyer saves her again. I know. Uh-oh. They're really Hello? trying to set them up. Hello, her hero. Yeah, they're really trying to set them up for a relationship. I know. So Mrs. Ryan gets, like, arrested, just confesses to everything. And Reed still doesn't go to the hospital yet. No. No. Reed is just hanging. Chilling at the kitchen table. Eating bread. Eating bread, eating snacks. And it's so weird. And Paige and Daniel show up. They're like, where's my mom? And she's like, well, actually, if you must know, your mom tried to kill me. And then they're like, oh, I don't believe it. And then the cop comes in going, uh, yeah, she confessed to everything. So if you guys want to come down to the station. Also, it's kind of fucked up because the cop was like, she sounded kind of proud of it. Yeah. That she fucked a, a child. Yeah. Weird. Mrs. Ryan's a gross person. Which, ew, first of all, because Paige also had sex with Upton. Can you imagine having oh. sex with the same guy as your mom? No, absolutely not. I'd probably kill myself. If I I don't know. I say that about a lot of things. Well, yeah. Yeah. And if that didn't work, you know, then uh, what's a quick little off? What's a few? What's a quick little off to a few years? You know. (gasps) Um. But yeah, Paige and Daniel are pissed and like, like, what do you mean our mom killed it? And then we fast forward. Reed is now being taken care of by a very nice nurse at the Langes. Yes, everything is nice. We are calming down from the past two books. Up comes to apologize to her. They make up. It's very sweet. He, like, cuddles with her. Yes, we learned that Mrs. Ryan tried to frame Poppy by planting the phone on her. And it's just, I mean, the next couple pages are pretty nice. Taylor's giving all the girls pedicures. Yeah. We learn Noelle has decided to give up her single to have a room with, with Reed. Reed. And get, they're going to get rid of the triple in Billings because that makes sense. Yeah, that does. We find out Sawyer and Graham's dad is going to be the new headmaster. But there is a little bit of problems in the future, it seems, because Sawyer pulls Reed aside to say he overheard Mr. Lang and Mr. Hathaway talking about big changes at Easton. Yeah, and Reed's like, I'm not going to worry about this right now. Um, but it does seem like the big changes might have to do with Billings. Yeah. Which isn't good. Which is not good at all. No. Um, then, okay, then we have this weird thing. Because in my head, I've been like, great, Upton and Reed are going to try this whole long distance thing. Reed pulls him out to the beach and is like, we should just stay in touch. I'm trying a carpe diem thing. Then fuck him. Then, yeah, oh my god, exactly. Then have sex with him before you leave. They agree to not do long distance, but they're still going to keep in touch and see what happens yeah. and probably go to southern Italy for spring break. Yeah. So like, basically long distance. Yeah, and because and here's the thing is, Reed is, like, so insecure being like, he'll never want to stay with me. And then, like, he's still putting in the effort, like, texting her when she's in the helicopter and, like, the private jet. And she's like, it's so weird that he's doing exactly what he said he was going to do. If they just drop him off the face of the earth in the next four books, I, I will be, be I would really be really pissed bummed. off. I'm going to be so mad. Um, but apparently spring break is two months away. So, I mean, maybe they'll go to Southern Italy. Which just does not make sense because that would mean spring break is in February. I know, right? January, February. Well, would it be February or would it be March? Because this mean, is I, the beginning of January. Well, I guess maybe it'd be like, like beginning, beginning of March. March. That's but that's weird. not normal. You Normally it's, what, over Easter, which is normally late March, early April. But yeah. I digress. 
And they're on this plane. They're going back to Easton. We're finally going to get home. Reed brings up to Noelle that Sawyer told her that Noelle and Sawyer's dad were talking about Billings. And it sounded pretty bad. Yeah. It sounded pretty bad. Pretty bad. And Noelle's like, haha, I would know if something was off. Daddy would never hide things exactly. from me. And, you know, Reed gets to see her family in New York just the day before they go back to classes. I do like that Noelle is making jokes that she's going to hit on Reed's brother. And Reed's like, please don't do that. Scott will disintegrate. Yeah. If you. That was hilarious. That was fun. That was very, very fun. That was cute. Um, but then they're, you know, they're wheeling their suitcases back into Easton. Everything is right in the world. Except Billings because has been demolished. It's gone. And, and not only this, the people people are cheering, which is so fucking funny. But also, it makes me beg the question where it's just like, people were only packed to go to winter break. All of their stuff was still in there. Oh my god, I didn't even think of that. That's the first thing I thought. I was like, what did they do with everyone else's oh, shit? Well, shit, I hope in the beginning of the next book they're like, okay, here's the holding place for all yeah, of your stuff. Yeah, we packed everything for you. I really hope that's not a plot I hole. Don't that's know. a huge one. It's a, yeah, that's a major plot hole. The fact that people are cheering that Billings is going down, that would be devastating to me. I'd be like, oh my god, everyone hates us. It's like that scene in Mean Girls where yeah. they're all cheering because they take down Regina George. I would be like, oh, Oh, I would probably reconsider a lot of things. Yeah, it's very embarrassing, very sad. That would suck. That would suck. But, okay, now that that we see this, we also see Josh holding Ivy Slade's hand still. Oh, yeah, did you guys forget about the love triangle that Reed made up her head? That Reed has been touching on in her head this whole time. Because Um, And Ivy and Reed are best friends now, so Ivy, like, hugs her and is like, I'm so glad you're okay, bestie. And it, I don't know. I don't know if it's actually awkward or if it seems awkward to read seeing Josh again. Yeah. But she's seeing Josh kind of reuniting and it's like weird. It's weird. But then we see Sawyer and Graham get out of the car. And Reed immediately has a look on her face like, I'm very much more comfortable with Sawyer, Sawyer as my home. A, Sawyer, Sawyer had a haircut and Reed's crushing now. Yeah. And Josh sees that she's crushing and that's kind of how we leave it. Yeah, that's that's basically that's it. That's it. That's weird. This was such a short book. This was very short, and once again, like uh, we said previously, the I I don't want Sawyer and Reed to be a thing, but yeah. how they left this book ending, I, I want I, to know the Sawyer-Josh drama. Yeah, I, you something, know? something's up. I really hope they don't dismiss Upton, but I feel like they will. I know. What's really impressive about these books, I've realized, is... I, I mean, I'm pretty good at multitasking because I think my brain runs a million miles an hour Mm -hmm. but I can hang out with people or watch TV and read this at the same time because it just feels like an episode of television on in the background yeah and I can pick up everything going on definitely yeah I love it I don't know it's ridiculous but I'm having a good time I'm having fun I'm having a lot of fun reading these books well should we get to our top five we should get to our top five Maggie do you want to announce what our top five is this episode I do our top five this episode is top five times you guys Tugs on our heartstrings. Uh, Reed should have called her parents. Over the past two books, because there have been plenty of times she should have called her parents. I know. Not once. Unless they actually made her call her parents, like when she was in the hospital. My girlfriend and I are going to a cabin at the end of this month, and I'm so nervous that my parents will get stressed if I don't call them once a day, that we're, we're going to both hide our phones, and I'm going to call them before to be like, hey, if I don't pick up for three days, yeah, this, this is, is what's why. up. And Ugh. her parents are like, she got... Murdered, I guess. Who cares? Oh, oh well. Almost. Um, so number five on this list, mm-hmm. I gotta say it. 
She should have called him just to say hi. She's on a tropical vacation. I know. It'd be nice to check in on them since you're ditching out on their Christmas to go hang out with your friends. I know. It's also really weird, too, because when this book series started, it like, the beginning of Private seems like she had a really good relationship with her dad. Yeah. I, I would call often. Also, yeah. your mom's putting in the effort. Yeah, like, call them and say hi. I don't know, just teenage stuff. Teenage girls being girls. Um, for number four, we said she should have called them when she found a stalker in the background of her photo. Yeah, that seems like a pretty thing that you'd want to alert your parents about, being like, this is fucking weird. Also, no one on the island was believing her. Yeah. And your parents should be your number one fan. They'd probably be reassuring. And they'd probably have been like, hey, come home. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three uh, is when she got back into Billings at the beginning of the last book. That's a pretty exciting thing. Do we not share great news? Do we not share great news? Like, they probably know how hard it was for her to leave Billings. Maybe even call Scott. Call Scott. Yeah, email him like you do. I don't know. Uh, number two, this one seems pretty obvious. She should have called them about the horse and running the, off and, and the, the jet, jet ski. ski. That happened literally hours apart. I would be stressed. Yeah, I would tell my parents being like, yeah, I've had a really bad day. Also, want to know what I would do after that? Sit in my room and not do anything for a few days. No, I would not go out. I would not go to parties. No. I would just want to lay low. Yeah, and, you know, number one on this list, and this one's really something Maggie and I are tiffed about. Yes. Uh, call your parents on Christmas. Yes. Call your parents on Christmas. Call your parents on Christmas. You uh, you literally ditched out on Christmas to go on a tropical vacation with your friends. Call them to wish them a happy Christmas. Exactly. If you have bad relationships with your parents, that's fine. But these parents are also giving everything to send her to a private academy so she can have a better future. Exactly. Exactly. Reed, you are not too good to call your parents. No one is too good to call their parents. So frustrating. So frustrating. I'm uh, astounded by this. We really hope that she makes it up to us in the next book because I, Laura and I are pretty disappointed with her. Uh, the next book, uh, she just calls her parents nonstop. <laughs> We're like... Guys, we have a great update on Reed. She did call her parents. She did call her parents. For 200 pages. Scandalous, the next book. I forgot the name of it. Oh, fun. Since all of these books have these, like, one-word names, yeah. I can't, like, they all just blend together. Sometimes when I'm falling asleep, I'll try to do exercises, which is either imagining a world where Harry Styles and I are in Twilight, nice. or lately it's been trying to name all of these in order. And that's been really fun. I couldn't get the second and the seventh book for the life of me, but it was Revelation oh. and Invitationally. Yeah. Yes. No, Invitation Only is the second book. Yeah, I couldn't, oh, I couldn't remember the second. Oh, okay, never mind. Well, dang. We did it. We finished book 10. We have four more. I'm kind of sad. It's like bittersweet. <laughs> it's ending. But it's like, I. it's ending and I'm glad it's ending. I do not care to read the prequels or the spinoff series. No. Because there's plenty of books. I was shocked that the spinoff series is Ariana. Pick a different person. I agree. Pick, I want to know about Noelle. I want to know about Noelle. I even want to know about Jet Dash. Yeah. Yeah. That man fucks. Yeah, honestly, a book of just dash fucking. I'd I'm fine with it. I'd read it. Um, okay, well, then this is the end of it for this episode. Do you have any closing thoughts, Maggie? I don't. I'm excited to see... I'm excited to see how this series wraps up, because we know these books are also in fours. Yeah. So we know that, what, 9, 10, 11, and 12 are kind of a, gr- a group. Yes, the next two will be, like, the finale of Of whatever this, this new plot line is going to be. Of whatever the fuck is going on. Yeah. I have no idea. I'm excited to find out. Uh, make sure you're following us at Maggie and Laura on Instagram. Yeah. That's where you find out all of the cool updates on this podcast and all the other shit we're doing. Watch our web series. Watch our web series. It's called See You in Hell. It's on YouTube. We just got customized mugs that say, don't talk to me until you've watched critically acclaimed web series See You in Hell on YouTube written by Maggie Gates and Laura Petro. Yeah. 
And that's $50 that I invested in that. So you invest your time, time. And, and, and entertain us by watching our podcast. Also, follow us on Twitter at ya underscore we read it. Hot takes on there. Nothing hot, about takes, hot takes. Pretty funny in my opinion. Yeah, we have fun. We have fun on Twitter. We have fun on Instagram. Um, we are also on Audio Mint. We are on the Audio Mint Podcast mm-hmm. Network. And if you're looking for other good podcasts, check those out. But also, in the meantime, if you could just rate and review us really quick on, like, I, I, Apple Pods, if that's where you listen to us. That'd be great. That would be so cool. Yeah, we want to keep doing this and also maybe make money because yeah. it does take a while. Yeah, it does. Honestly, reading a, a book or two a week takes, takes, takes some time. Plus the notes. Plus, plus the full-time job I have. Takes some time. Pretty hard. Takes some time. Plus the other podcasts I have. It all takes some time. It does. So thank you guys again for sticking with us. Uh, We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you all next week. You were just listening to an Audiment podcast. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.